Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 32 of All In With Kevin. I am your host, Kevin Lewis. Uh, In today's episode, I am going to talk about Russell Wilson's non-trade demand trade demand. Uh, I'm not even sure if that's what I'm supposed to call it, but... I mean, you all know by now, anybody who's listening to this, anybody anybody who follows the NFL, we all know by now what Russell's situation is, whatever you want to call it, that's what we're going to discuss. I will also sprinkle sprinkle in a little bit of Deshaun Watson, so we'll call it, you know, the disgruntled quarterback episode, right? So, um, this past week, Adam Schefter dropped a tweet, uh... And this is stemming from Russell Wilson getting on the Dan Patrick show and, you know, airing some of his grievances with the Seahawks organization about, you know, how, you know, it's basically a classic power struggle. I I don't exactly remember the quotes, but I do remember from the athletic piece, Russ talking about, um, from the athletic piece that dropped this past week, February 25th, about how he doesn't have enough personnel say, and he doesn't have enough, um, it doesn't have enough, uh, strategy, saying the strategy of the coaching staff and so on and so forth. And basically he kind of wants to have more control over his career. And now you could look at it as he wants to have more control over his career or, um, he doesn't necessarily trust the people in charge. I think it's probably a little bit of both because I mean, let's face it: if the Seahawks were doing, if the Seahawks front office personnel and their coaching and their coaching staff was doing their job correctly, I don't feel like there would be a need for Russell to be out here telling him he wants more power. I think Russ, in, in in a perfect world, yeah, yeah, he gets some say here and there, but in a perfect world, he would just want to go do his job. And not really worry about the front office personnel, but they—they are—they—they they are curbing his potential a little bit with the kind of decisions that they make. Whether we're talking about the offensive line they put around him, or we're talking about the fact that Pete Carroll still coaches like it's 1997. Yes, Pete Carroll is a decorated head coach. He won a Super Bowl. He's been to multiple Super Bowls. Blah blah blah. Um, and I understand that. And I'm not even calling Pete Carroll a bad coach per se. Do I think he's a particularly good one? Not really. I mean, Pete Carroll has the whole, you know, we're we're gonna run the ball and and limit mistakes and not take risk and play defense shtick going on going on. And I mean, it works when you have like the 2013 Seahawks. You can win a Super Bowl that way with, with with Pete Carroll coaching like Herman Edwards, basically. You can win the Super Bowl that way, right? Because, I mean, they, they were a stupid decision, quite frankly, arguably, from winning back-to-back Super Bowls. You can win a Super Bowl that way. But ever since, you know, Richard Sherman, the Richard Shermans of the world started leaving and, you know, Cam Chancellor retired, their, their defense has been a middle-of-the-pack defense, right? So... Ultimately, like this whole, we're not, you know, we're we're gonna protect the ball. We're gonna we're gonna basically, they're, they they the Seahawks, 
have been trying to be the 2009 or 10 Jets and 10 Jets where the Jets were actively trying to hide their quarterback. And rightfully so. Mark Sanchez was bad. In both of those years, he was bad, right? They were actively trying to hide their quarterback and win in the rest of the facets, in the rest of the facets of the game and hope that it was enough to win the game. Like, they were trying to limit Mark Sanchez's potential impact on the game and, quite frankly, his potential negative impact on the game. That's kind of how the Seahawks operate. Maybe not to that extreme, fine. Okay, understood. But they want to minimize possessions. They want to, they, they want to control the clock. They want to not take risk. And, and and they want to win that way. I understand why Russell Wilson would be fed up with that shit. And and to be fair, like we have to look at both sides here. To to be fair, they did open it up this past season, and they had Russ throwing the ball all over the yard for like maybe the first half of the year, and he was an MVP, a legitimate MVP candidate. Like remember, up until November, early December, maybe we were talking about Russ potentially winning the MVP. Like that was the discussion. He came out and. It was all, they were throwing the ball all over the place, like lots of empty sets, and, and they were having a good old time, right? The Bills game came around, they turned the ball over four times and they lost. Then the Rams game, right after that, they turned the ball over three times. Excuse me, Russ specifically turned the ball over, I think he threw seven interceptions in those two games. And then from then on, Pete was like, nah, this is not going to be it. I got to rein my quarterback in. And it's like, if you're going to treat Russell like that based on two bad games, and I get, once again, I understand that he was bad down the stretch, right? I get it. And I don't know what happened to him down the stretch, but he was bad. There's no arguments about it. But if you're going to treat him like that, why are you paying him $40 million? Or 35 whatever he's making. Why are you paying him like he's that dude and he is the face of your franchise? And you and you don't and and you want to handcuff him. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why are you handcuffing him? And then there, there, there. A piece of the story in the Athletic was apparently they had some kind of pregame meeting before the Cardinals game, the second Cardinals game of this past year, and Russ wanted to to get some stuff off his chest about the game plan, and he and he he wanted to have input on the game plan. And apparently, they just shrug, they shrugged him off, and we were just like, "Well, fuck this guy's opinion," for lack of a better way to put it. And then he stormed out of the room. Apparently, so I mean, I, I don't know why they're paying him for thirty five million dollars if they they're going to make him a bus driver quarterback. And they're not going to give a damn about his input. I understand why he's frustrated. Now, some of this does feel like damage control. Like, some of it does feel like, oh, yeah, th- this past season didn't go the way it did. I mean, it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. And here I am telling you why. You know what I mean? It kind of does ha- have that kind of feeling to it. But if you've watched the Seahawks and you've, and you've paid attention to them at all, Paid attention to their coaching staff. Paid attention to the kind of personnel moves that they make. You, I, I could totally understand why Russell Wilson would look around like, what the fuck is going on? And, like, why are we doing these things? Because, I mean, yes, the, the, the Seattle offensive line has been largely bad for, like, five years running now, right? 
They've been, uh, they, they've had like two 30th place finishes as far as um, PFF offensive line ratings go. They have had two 30 play, two 30, 30th place finishes, like a, a 29th place finish, and I think like a 24th place finish in that in that same time span. So their offensive line's been dreadful. Like that that can't be argued, right? The thing with Russ, and the thing the thing with Russ is that he. He he is going to hold the ball a long time, right? So some of that is on him. Flat out, some some of the some of the sacks and the abuse that he takes is on him, because because I mean you you might run a play, and the X might be running a skinny post, and and he might be open, and then Rush just doesn't feel like he's open, and then he might run around, get smacked, and throw a forty yard bomb to somebody and complete it. You kind of have to live with that kind of stuff, but at the same time, like that kind of stuff is going to get you hit more often than not. Now, if you have like a 2015 Cowboys offensive line, maybe you could do all that shit and not get hit. Fine, but if you have a normal, average to below average offensive line, you're going to get smacked a lot because Russ is not really an anticipation passer. Like he's not. Like Russ is kind of a see it and throw it guy. And then, and then if that's not if that's not working, he's a run around and make it happen guy. Like that's Russ. He's not an anticipation guy. Like he's he he's not gonna he he's not really gonna throw balls to guys you know fresh out of their break. And and the ball just appears on their hands the minute they come out of their break. Like that's just not Russell Wilson. That's not what he, that's not how he gets down. And that doesn't make him any less great. He's still to me unequivocally a top five quarterback in NFL like Russ is a no question Hall of Famer once his career is all said and done right so this is not to shit on him but you you have to show you have to show both sides of the story like as much as Seattle to me has failed him because to like Pete, Pete Carroll is basically more accomplished Jason Garrett you know he's the optimist and the clapper guy for all intents and purposes, as much as they as much as they have failed him, part of Russ's complaints about the offensive line kind of ring hollow. Oh, a slight bit because Russ holds the ball for fucking ever, right? So, but ultimately, I cannot blame Russ for looking around at that situation. He's thirty-two years old. It's not like he has a ton of time left. But I mean, granted, we we are in this era where you, where you legitimately cannot touch the quarterback, and you know modern medicine, modern medicine, and blah blah blah, and like who knows? Russ might have a decade left for all we fucking know. We we don't know, but still, he is thirty two. That, that he is thirty two. His wife might not like it in Seattle for all we know. For all we know, I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not here to make assumptions, and I'm not here to guess on that front, but. I think there is a reason that that New York Giants rumor popped up. I want to say it was last year, before before Russ signed his extension. Like there's a, I think there's a reason that that rumor popped up. I don't think that was an accident, especially considering um, the rumor was perpetuated by guys who were also part of that um, part of his group, part of part of his agency rather, um, CAA. So I don't think that was an accident at all. 
Like, I think there's an agenda here to get out of Seattle, period. And the football side of it just makes it easier. Because I think they are letting him down, personally. Now, um, uh, on to his, uh, I guess, pseudo-trade demand. Adam Schefter basically said that Russell Wilson was not looking to get traded yet. But if he did, then he'd be interested in the Bears, the Raiders, the Saints, or the Cowboys. What kind of bullshit is that, bro? I, I know I know how Russell Wilson gets down. He is the media savvy, say a whole lot, but, but not say anything guy. He's not he's not trying to he he he's not trying to shake the, shake the table at all. He's not trying to say anything controversial. That's Russell Wilson, right? I understand. Russell Wilson is basically Derek Jeter. Because Derek Jeter was the same exact way. He gave you cookie cutter answers with no substance, nothing you could write and, and make him the back page, none of that shit. That's Russell Wilson, right? Totally understood. I get it. But th- there, there's no good way to force your way out of town. Like to me, this reeks of a guy who wants to get out, but wants to do it the quote unquote right way there's no bruh there's no way to get out of town without looking like the quote-unquote bad guy as stupid as it is because it's your career like it's stupid it's stupid as fuck that you that wanting to to advance in your career makes you a quote-unquote bad guy it's stupid as hell but ultimately that's the game that, that that's how pr works that's how you know the fans work and you know that's how the media works because you know some some outdated some outdated opinions on fucking loyalty or whatever like whatever ultimately look say that shit with your chest you want to be traded say that shit because if if you are out here it's like being married and your spouse is like you know i'm not really looking for a divorce but if i was to be divorced these are the partners that i would these are the potential partners that i would want to get with Bro, if you're talking about divorce, you're gonna get fucking divorced. I am—I've never been married, but I'm assuming that's how this works. Just you know, listening to other people and seeing other people, other married people, and so on and so forth. I'm assuming that's how this works. If you fucking talk about divorce, you're gonna get divorced. That's how this shit works. If you talk about divorce, you're gonna get divorced. If you're talking about potential suitors, you're gonna get traded. And given that Seattle already doesn't give a fuck about his opinion, apparently, I don't think they care too much if he gets traded. Like, yes, would they rather keep him? Yes. But I could totally see a situation where see, um, Russ demands a trade and they work with him to get him out of there. Because if they don't give a damn about his opinion and Pete Carroll's idea of football is limiting the impact that the quarterback can have on the game. Then why the fuck do you need to pay a quarterback $35 million then? Why? For what? You might as well trade him at that point. And I mean, this is the same Seattle team who was at Josh Allen's pro day. This is the same Seattle team who was, who, who, um, was ready to take Patrick Mahomes if he had fallen to them. It's the same team. And, I, and, and granted, like I did mention two of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, so it's not like they were looking to replace him with Alex Smith or, or some bum like that. Like, yeah. 
But, like, they, they have never... And then there was the Cleveland trade rumor that happened. So, like, they... The, the, Seattle has never... It, it's never felt like they th- fully threw their, their all of their support behind Russ anyway. So, if that's the case, trade him. And, and Russ, say that shit with your chest. Like, en- enough with the, with, with the passive trade request. Enough with that shit. Say that shit with your chest. You want out? Get out. Like we 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 need Russell, we need Russell Wilson to be on that on that uh, have that Avant energy. I don't wanna be with you, but that on everything I own. I do find it hilarious that Avant was in that was, was in that song was talking about every time I see you I get a bad vibe bro you are the bad vibes how about that you are the bad vibes but anyway not 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 to delve into a 90s R&B discussion because I, I can make an entire podcast episode of that alone um yeah I Russ needs to get the fuck up out of there bro and if he's if he's throwing around suitors and having his agent talk through Adam Schefter it's only a matter of time whether it's this year whether it's next year, it's only a matter of time. Like, if I had to bet on it right now, I don't think he gets traded this offseason. But, like, if he's airing these grievances already, and, like, Pete Carroll is still there. It's not like Pete Carroll got fired. Pete Carroll's still there. They hired a new OC. But Pete Carroll's still there. Pete Carroll's still the head coach. coach. He's still going to do his, let's run the ball, control the clock. And try and keep it close. He's still gonna do that shit. So, if that's the case, I mean, granted, they do have they do have an entire off season to fix the offensive line. But like, not a whole lot is gonna change between now and opening day. So get out of there. Like you're 32 years old. Get out of there. Do what's best for you. Do what's best for your family. Do what's best for your career. And I mean, I don't, I don't think there's a coincidence that he picked. That he picked, four, well, three good teams with a good offensive line and the Bears. I don't think that's a coincidence either. As far as his his uh, hypothetical, I guess, trade trade wish list. Oh, I just want him to say it with his chest. Get up out of there. Like, I know Russ is the good guy. And he's the guy with the, with the carefully crafted image even though he was the same one who thought fucking miracle juice could, could cure concu- miracle water can cure concussions but that's neither here nor there um i know he's the good guy and the guy with the, the carefully crafted image but bro there's no good way to force your way out of town and if you feel like you want to be one of the greats and you feel like your situation in seattle is stopping you got to get the fuck up out of there it's not hard you gotta get. I can't. I can't believe you. I can't believe I lived to see a whole, a, a whole ass tweet from Adam Schefter or any any insider for that matter. Oh, insert player here in this case, Russell Wilson has not quite demanded a trade yet, but if he does, he wants to go here. What kind of half ass bullshit is that? As I said, you're not gonna pull up. You're not gonna pull up and say to your spouse, you know, I'm I'm not quite there with divorce yet. But if I got divorced, I'd like to get with you know these people. These people, one of these people would be my next, would be my next spouse. That's not how this works, at all. Ultimately, 
I think he I think he should debate the trade. And let me tell you, if the if the Jets who robbed Seattle last year for Jabal Adams, then then sell Seattle's chain back to them, I will be completely insufferable, and I will get on this podcast for half an hour and fucking yell like like Funkmaster Flex. Mark that down. On March 1st, this is being recorded on March 1st, excuse me, February 28th, sorry. February 28th at 12.22 a.m., this is being recorded. If the Jets somehow pry Russell Wilson off the Seahawks' hands, I will be the worst. Just let that be known. I will be the worst. But ultimately, I, I do think he stays put. Um, but speaking of disgruntled quarterbacks, we have Deshaun Watson, who, I mean, we've been following the entire ordeal this past offseason. And at, at least I can say with him, he's not half-assing nothing. Deshaun has given us the full avant. Like, I, I don't want to be with you. Put that on everything I own. He <laughs> Deshaun has given us the full Avant. He, he he wants no fucking part to the Texans, and who could blame him? Given that they lied, they, they told him he'd have input and then lied. I totally understand why he don't want to be there. They they, they, they traded DeAndre Hopkins for, for a, a bucket of baseballs last year. And for what? I don't know. Like, for a $14 million running back in a bucket of baseballs. Yes, Bill O'Brien got fired. Cool, but that shit still happened. And then you, then, then you he wanted input. They told him they were going to give him input and then didn't. That also happened. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be there either if I was him. Like, J- Jack Easterby seems to not know what the fuck he's doing. So there, there's also that. Um... And uh, there was a report this past week. Well, not a report. Somebody, some verified dude on Twitter. I can't remember the, the at name right now. But he said, uh, yeah, Deshaun's definitely willing to forfeit three, the $3 million to get up out of there. Because I guess $3 million is, is the fines, is what the fines would come out to if he missed training camp. So he's willing to forfeit the $3 million. I believe it, personally. Because, think about it. When we see these situations with guys who want out, you never normally hear people close to the situation or people who have who have people whatever say like, "Yeah, I'm." He's willing to punt the money. Normally, it's just they're trying to kick their kick and scream their way out of town. Just yo, get me out of here by whatever by whatever means necessary. I don't give a fuck how you do it. Just get me the hell up out of here, right? Normally, it's that, but. You never really hear like, yeah, this dude's willing to light three million dollars on fire because he ain't fucking with them. So I believe he would do it, and ultimately, like, I think the Watson situation is different from the Wilson situation because you have one dude who's passively like, ooh, um, let's see where this goes, and then you have Watson who's willing to burn his way out of fucking town. So uh, Houston can say whatever they want. Apparently, apparently, they're not actually taking calls. Like, like they're just forwarding, they're just forwarding people to their voicemail, and people are leaving train offers on the voicemail. That's that's hilarious to me, by the way. But, um, I think they're going to end up having to trade him because you, 
if the face of your franchise is going to be disgruntled, it, it's just not the best look. And ultimately, like, there are multiple teams in the top five of the draft who need quarterbacks, and it's a good quarterback class according to, you know, uh, people who know more about that topic than me. It's a good quarterback class, and you could get a pick at the top of the class and go from there. Like, you do you want to trade Deshaun Watson? Nobody wants to trade a Deshaun Watson type of player. But if you're going to do it, this is the economy to do it in. So, I mean, I think he's I think he's out of there. I'd prefer if the Jets get him, obviously. But the the nugget that he'd be willing to punt the $3 million was interesting because, to me, it's, you never normally hear that. Like, you never normally hear, like, this dude's willing to, to sit out and punt $3 million or $5 million or whatever the total might be at, for that particular person and that organization for to sit out. You don't normally hear that. But ultimately, the, this, this NFL offseason might be the wildest one that we ever had. And hopefully it ends with the Jets getting a star quarterback. With that said... That is all for this episode. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening, and I will see you when I see you. Hey, with your chest, little ass nigga. <laughs>